Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about something I wrote about in my article, Anti-Fragile. Dude, this distinction is just so freaking awesome. Like, I first learned about it, I don't know, probably like 2018, 2017, maybe even 2019. Um, Nicholas Tassim Taleb, I always mess up his name. I think it might be Nicholas Nassim Taleb basically brings up this concept called anti-fragility in his book, Anti-Fragile. And what he starts off with is by distinguishing three different sorts of objects. Now, before I go on, why is this so important to realize? Well, the more that you understand the nature of things, the more you're able to work with things better. Like if you know how a light switch works, you're going to know how to turn the lights on. If you know how your muscles grow, you're going to know how to grow muscle. If you understand how money is made, you're going to make more money. If you understand how you are and the nature of you and the objects that you're using and gain a deeper understanding of reality, you're going to be able to work in reality far better. You're going to be able to thrive, I would say. So a part of the journey is just realizing your nature, connecting with reality and getting a deeper appreciation and connection with reality and that's kind of talked about in mastery of robert green but anyway but i won't go on to that right now that's probably a whole different episode anti-fragile there's three objects right number one is the fragile object now a fragile object can break pretty darn easily so you get a glass and you drop it on the concrete crash it's going to smash it's going to crack and it will fly everywhere there's basically no chance that glass isn't going to break um, it's very, very fragile. So you exert pressure and force onto it and it breaks down. Now, the next thing is a resilient object. So it's like metal like or like a car. You drive the car. It's hefty. It's heavy duty. It's resilient. But over time, it will actually break down. So it's like a, a stronger version of the fragile object, right? You exert pressure and force on it. It withholds. It withstands. And eventually it breaks down, right? The other way I like to look at it is you throw an orange on the floor. It's not going to break immediately most of the time, right? But it will be bruised. And if you keep throwing it, it's eventually going to break. Now, a lot of the time we think we're fragile humans. Like humans, we're fragile, we're sensitive. And like, you know, oh, you can't take it. So, uh, you know what? I want to move up to being resilient, right? So it's time for me to become resilient and I harden myself to the world. Things become kind of hard and calloused and you become kind of maybe nasty. And that's what happens when you're becoming resilient. But like you're becoming all thick skinned, but there's something just a little bit wrong about it. And now that's where the third object, anti-fragile objects come into play. An anti-fragile object, the more pressure you exert on it, the actual stronger, the actually the stronger it gets. So the more pressure you exert, the more challenge, the most force, the more strong it actually gets. Now, the way we look at this one is like muscle. If you start working your muscle and exerting pressure on your muscle, you're going to increase your muscle strength. You might experience muscle hypertrophy, that's increase of growth, and you're going to get better. If you like practice something, you put yourself under the test, like you practice cricket maybe, and you're practicing your bowling, you will put it under the pressure of practice, and that practice, that intensity, 
actually makes you stronger, a better bowler or a better batsman. And what this whole theory is of anti-fragility is that we are anti-fragile objects. Objects that actually get stronger after being challenged. Objects that actually need challenge, that thrive off pressure, that will grow on pressure. And so if this is the case, if this is the reality of who we naturally innately are, the clear play is to actually expose ourselves to challenge, expose ourselves to pressure, expose ourselves to so-called stress and growth. Now, I didn't really understand that. I didn't really vibe with it or jive with it back, you know, like a couple of years ago. But over time, and even now, so especially with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, because I just started doing BJJ, I have started to recognize how awesome it is to put yourself under pressure, to go under challenge and to get better. And like in order for me to do that, just like in BJJ, I have to drop my ego. I have to let go of my fears of failure. Now, one of the most important things about working with fear of failure is probably looking at your mindset. If you have a fear of failure, it means that you think you're the best. It's an arrogance thing. It's like you are stuck in that, what we call fixed mindset. This is for every single area of life. This is one thing I realized that this principle applies in everything we do as humans. Like it's business, it's obviously sport, it's obviously like academics, but it's definitely in business, definitely in life, definitely in relationships. Basically, in order for us to do anything or be anything or actually you know, move forward, we gotta realize and come to the realization Asian that we don't know a lot of shit. In fact, we don't know anything. It's humility. You got to come to that sense and space of humility, what we call the beginner's mind, learning, like the learner's mind. And then you have to abandon all ideas of completion and just be enjoying the learning process. Like if you can learn to see life through a lens of humility, through a lens of learning in every single aspect and area of your life, you will never fail and you'll always be perpetually learning and you will be of right mind. You'll be more connected with reality. And by having a learner's mind, it means that you'll be able to do anything and you can protect yourself essentially because you're a learner. You're only learning. You make mistakes. It's a part of reality. And the mistakes are like your hits. They're like the, the, the hits that you take that make you stronger. So when you work out your, your body, you get stronger. Same way with like life and pursuits of different things and mastery. You have to make mistakes. You have to take your hits. And if you can learn to love the hits and embrace the hits and be completely open to it, you realize that your body and your mind naturally takes that as nourishment. So what you've got to realize, failure, challenge, these things are nourishment for your greatness. They're nourishment for your mastery. And it's really fun learning. It's really joyful learning. It feels great being anti-fragile and challenging yourself. If you're not challenging yourself, you're not really living life fully, like you're living a half-life, you'll start decaying. And I, it was hard for me to get my mind around that. It was kind of hard for me to challenge myself at all. I didn't want to do anything, be anywhere or be with anyone. Like There were some you know, tough times where I really freaking struggled that you wouldn't believe it from where I was to where I'm now. But I just kept opening my mind. I kept trying. I kept putting myself out there. And things happened and I grew. I felt my 
anti-fragility being fed. And so what I invite you to do is to open up to life, open up to a pathway, drop your impatience and become a lifelong learner. Like open yourself to the immediate cessation of your arrogance. Be free of it. Set yourself free. Free yourself from the outcome. Free yourself from having to be good. And like that's the way, that's the only way to get anywhere in life. That's, that is the path. And amazing, beautiful things will happen. More on that later. Thank you.